talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me fighter. Hello and good morning and welcome to Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Fight Club. Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Fight Club. We're super excited to be with you here this Tuesday morning. As you know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we are here to help cover four areas of your business this week and hopefully motivate you and empower you to fight for your business in one of these areas. The four areas we talk about are marketing, operations, employee management, and finances or money. So this will just be a quick casual conversation to get some gears turning in your head. Maybe like we said, find an area that you might have a little bit of you know, weakness in at the moment that we can really empower you to move forward that dial on. So my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company here in South Florida with my husband. And I've been in marketing for about five years now and I'm excited to say welcome back to Fight Club. We also have a guest with us today. Tom, can you give us a, a little introduction about yourself here and tell everyone who you are? Uh, Tom Gillespie in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have a lawn maintenance company. We mainly f- focus on um, weekly mowing, uh, weed control, fertilization, pest control. And right now we're finishing up our last little week of Christmas light installations. And then also I'm a full-time firefighter here in Tulsa. I've been doing that for 20 years and i um, happy to be here. Hmm. Kind of, Martha drugged me in. But. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Tom, we're so happy to have you here, and I'm really excited to get to chat with you, and welcome to Fight Club. Uh, my name is Megan Likes, and I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners who are afraid of their finances to know them better so that they can go on to live more financially rewarding lives. I also own an accounting company, so if you are really afraid of your numbers and you need somebody to hold your hand, you can outsource your bookkeeping and CFO needs to my office uh, at Likes Accounting Company, and I co-own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning service in Northern California with my husband called Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters, and um, I'm really happy to be here on this Tuesday morning. It's not quite daylight out in California, <laughs> but we're, we're doing okay. I got a strong cup of coffee here. Awesome. And I am Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars and fellow Frenchie parent. I think that's the most important thing that we want to talk about today is that we both own French Bulldogs and um, uh, we, we outsource all of your customer service. So if you are allergic to taking care of those phones and emails and chats and texts and all that good stuff, Pink Collars can absolutely help you. And our office mates are here under the desk. So welcome, Tom, to Fight Club. <laughs> All right. And I'm Martha Woodward. I am also in Tulsa, Oklahoma today. Um, The family member that had to have a couple of back surgeries from trying to get to Christmas lights. Uh, So that's a yeah. So we know and, to hire Tom uh, next time. That's what I'm hearing. Like we need we need to hire Tom next time for Christmas. Yeah, can, we, can we give Tom a gift certificate for Tom for next year? Right. <laughs> um, and I own a maid service in this area, and I'm co-founder of Quality Driven Software. So welcome to Fight Club. And Tom, thank you for being on because I know this is not in your comfort zone. And uh, uh, you you took one for the team and are getting on and we appreciate that. All right, we'll see how it goes. 
nice. Jury is out. We'll be nice. We're, we're, we're really easy. I can promise you that. So I'm going to steal you for a quick few minutes here, Tom, and chat with you about marketing and sales. Um, a couple of things that we talked about last week was in regards to the sales process. And I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit more this week with our clients and talk about estimates. Um, it's something that everyone does different. Some people do solely virtual estimates. Maybe it's through a software like Responsibid or only phone call estimates where they just do everything via phone call and that's really about it. And some even do fully in-person estimates. So first, what um, what type of estimates do you all in your company do to get out there in front of the lawn care community? We, we try to do 85% of our estimates um, online. Okay. And um, we try to, uh, I mean, we, we, could, we could do 85% of our estimates based on measuring the, the square footage of their property. And then in even our cleanups and our specialized services or um, one-time jobs, we can quote based on a man hour charge. And we try to sell them over the phone without having to go to their house. Um, the only downfall is you're, you're comparing on maybe just on price, but we're trying to, we've tried to implement some um, uh, marketing, you say emails, text messages, personal phone calls, uh, some videos we're developing in our estimates and stuff to show um, a little bit about our company. So it's not just a, a $50 a week price that they're getting and they're comparing it to something else. So we try to, um, we have a few videos about our mowing service. We have a few videos about our weed control service. So when they do get the estimate, um, it, it'll show who the technician is or who it will be. And, um, and we, we do the 20 days to close automation through service autopilot and um, simple growth. Okay. Awesome. And so that's um, helped keep our lead conversion ratio of around that 45% range. Oh, wonderful. That's honestly, cause that's, like I said, everyone does it different. So to hear that you guys are doing it so well and having such a great success all virtually is fantastic here. And it sounds like through systems, which I'm sure Michelle's going to pick your brain on, <laughs> um, you're really able to educate your clients as to who you are, what you're able to present and really sell that value, even though you are doing it virtually. Have you noticed that anything in particular yields a struggle doing it virtually as, you know, um, do people want you to come out in person or are they really actually comfortable with getting it over the phone? In the last probably two years, it seems more and more people don't need you to come out or even ask you to come out. Um, matter of fact, I'm trying to figure out uh, more people are wanting to ask if they can text back and forth about estimate information. And we don't have a chat feature on our website just yet, but uh, more and more people don't want to even talk to you. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> um, email me the proposal or text me. And uh, so um, we're having a, I need a change of a few things up this winter to be able to um, text back and forth. Right now, those text messages are going into our main email account when they text our um, main company number. And so it'll bog down our email. Like, I mean, our office manager will go back and forth with five or 10, 15 text messages and they all go through the inbox. So I need to figure out a little better fee uh, system on um, the people that want to just text back and forth on their cell phone. I just may be able to help you with that one. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I bet I know somebody who can help. You okay. with yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my last and, question, go ahead, Megan. Sorry. Oh, and I just saw simple growth, new chat bot for their website. It's freaking brilliant. I love it so much. And it integrates really well with service autopilot, very reasonable price. 
it sold itself in four minutes. And I was like, wow, okay, I need that. Um, we're working on building on an integration with a responsive it so that we can be using that with our business. But we're, we're checking out for those customers who are introverts and just don't want to talk to you, definitely. And Michelle can help with the, the texting. Everybody in Fight Club knows I'm terrible at all text messages. <laughs> yep. I'm going to bow out of that conversation. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you there one day. One day, yeah. you'll be there. Someday, someday. <laughs> Well, I guess my last question would be, since you do have the two kind of separate divisions, the Christmas light and also the lawn care side of things, do you guys do anything different for the Christmas lights? Is that same kind of process? Is it all virtual? No, um, most of the Christmas side estimates, we do try to go out in person. Okay. Um, uh, just because um, it's a little more detailed oriented and we need to find out exactly, you know, what they want if they just want the like the roof line ridge lines done or they want trees when they have trees involved uh, the pictures online don't do justice because who knows how old they are and right. if they want ground stake lighting or garland or wreaths and and all that we need to find out um, the difficulty of uh, the pitch of the roofs and and all that stuff and we find that if we do go out on those estimates we do have a higher close ratio than just selling over the phone they're trying to get, you know, a few estimates uh, to separate yourself from, you know, Joe in a truck, you know, just throwing up lights um, on the side or whatever. We're trying to differentiate ourselves because we own a, a franchise called Christmas Decor that we bought this last year. And so it's a little higher priced, but it's supposed to be more of a white glove service where the customer never has to really, after the estimate, really never has to um, mess with the lights or they know when we're coming out. They know we're going to do a, a quality uh, visit um, after we get the lights up. The timers are all set. They don't have to touch their lights, turn them on or off. And then on takedown and storage, we do all that automatically. So those we try to actually go out and um, do an uh, on-site estimate. And then sometimes we, we have the ability, we didn't do it uh, this year, but we have the ability to um, do a design that we can email them or show them on a, on a laptop or or an iPad that shows them what their house will look like if they light up their house in a certain way. And then if it's, uh, you know, if it's too high for them, they can, we can actually take off lights while we're there and show them, okay, if we take off $400, what lights do you want to take away? And then they can look at that and be like, no, I actually want those. Can you, you know, and then maybe they'll just go with the whole package or they'll say, no, my budget's $800. I uh, take away the trees or the bushes or whatever. So. We're playing around. That's our first kind of big year into that. We we haven't we haven't um, we didn't do very well on like the design the house via the software that we have to um, light up their house that way. That's really interesting. Definitely, that um, immediate on-site adjustments are really something that sets you guys above a lot of your competition. I can imagine. So I appreciate you giving me some time. And it sounds like Martha, we definitely have the person next year who's doing your relatives Christmas because <laughs> that process is awesome. <laughs> Yes. Love it. Love it. Um, would well, have been cheaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> safer. <laughs> totally safer. Um, well, I wanted to talk to you about one of two areas, Tom. One is, I think it's so fascinating that you have a full-time job as a firefighter. Thank you for your service. And I just think that's so amazing. I know that being an entrepreneur can like take up a lot of brain space. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how do you how do you juggle both and 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 still I mean every time I see you you're smiling you're laughing you're enjoying your family like it seems like you have a really good sense of work life balance and you maybe have more on your plate than most 
Um, so that would be one area. And then the second area is um, I love that when you said, I mean, you seem to know the mission of your lawn care company. You focus on weekly cleanings. You, you know what your core areas are to run a successful business. And I'm, I'm interested to hear how that's going to translate to the Christmas light business, because that's a new business for you. And you're going to have to find ways to streamline the pricing and uh, the recurring revenue in that business. So I'm going to let you choose between those two topics. Do you want to talk mm. about um, balancing a job and a business and now kind of a new business, right? Or do you want to talk about um, the exciting parts of, you know, modeling the things you've learned in your long-term company to your new uh, Christmas light business? Um, well, the work-life balance, work balance is what I'm still actually struggling with, believe it or not. Um, I go into periods where I'm overwhelmed with work in the fire department, whatever. And I'm, I'm been trying to focus this year on been able to do all do do more automations and reduce the daily tasks that I have to do. And what I'm actually finding once I give it to someone to delegate that to and, and do that with, it actually runs better because when I'm there, it gets done. But when I'm not there, if I'm gone from the fire station or whatever, then it's inconsistent back and forth, even when I'm doing it or I'm in charge of it. So when I give it to someone that's there full time, it, it actually runs better. Um, so I've hired a new operations manager in October. He's still in training and doing well. Um, I'm trying to offload more of that stuff so I can focus on the marketing and the financials and the kind of the overview of everything, but it's still a work in progress on that. Um, and I'm, I've tried, I'm trying to set some like times in the evenings. And then, uh, during the summer weekends, I do try to take off on weekends in the summertime, be at the lake, whatever with the kids and family and, um, Still, though, just like I mean, most, my phone rings constantly, evenings, nights, weekends. I'm, I'm trying to find a balance on that. So I would say that, you know, I give myself a C on that as far as work-life balance. But it is one of my top goals for the winter and into, into the spring to have that balance because um, it is a struggle for me. I mean, it will always be a struggle, I think. And as you add new avenues to business, it will continue to be. But it sounds like you've prioritized it and you've set good boundaries and, and just that's wonderful. And if you're watching this and you're struggling with those things too, know that it's possible and know that you can just set hard rules like Tom does. I mean, I don't know if you're not in the lawn care business, if you understand how busy summer is for lawn care industry, right? To take your weekends off and to really commit to spending time with family is a, is a huge feat. And that's fantastic that you've been able to do it. Um, talk to us a little bit about Christmas lights. How, so, you know, you've got lawn care dialed in in terms of estimates. You have really good pricing. It sounds like you've built out good matrices and service autopilot to be able to take uh, the square footage of Are you taking the footage of a house or of a lot to give a quote? Okay, you're kind of cutting out there, but I heard most of that um, on the on the Christmas lights. Sorry, um, we that estimate on Christmas lights based on the linear feed of how many lights we're going to be hanging, basically, and the difficulty of it, um, and um, the type of lights that you're wanting, and then any um, kind of holiday decorations as wreaths or um, garland and stuff like that. Um, we did a little bit the last few years, but this year we jumped into it big is I was trying to find a service that would make us more year round, which I started that with two things, financially and employee retention. 
is um, was big on um, you were, basically this this solidified our year round business where we didn't have a lot of downtime um, financially. We um, in years past we've always lost money for like four months in a row, like December, January, February, a little bit of November. We always lost money. We were pretty much were shut down unless it snowed, which we have we don't get much here um, very often. And so um, financially, we lost, you know, for seeing those financial reports month after month and then making it back in the, in the spring and summer, I was trying to figure out a service that would make us uh, more year round and Christmas lights has, um, has done that for us. And so we're, we'll finish up this week on Christmas lights and then we'll, we'll still have our leaf removal. January, all of January will be takedown. And then we start back up with our spring cleanups the last week of February. So there isn't a lot of downtime for our guys. And so they've enjoyed the uh, consistency and there's really not a, uh, a lag time for them. Um, and most of their companies are laying off right now, um, right before Christmas. And then they will pick back up in March or uh, mid-March. And so mm-hmm. done that. And actually Christmas lights can be very profitable if our if, if your systems and processes are, are there. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, we, we've also found our Christmas lights, some of our, a lot of our new clients that we've, we've been able to offer other services for them. So while we're at their Christmas lights, we're talking about their mowing or who does, you know, weed control service or flower beds. And a lot of them, you know, some of them we had to actually do the leaf removal service before we did their lights because they had ground like stake, uh, ground like staking, staking. And so we had to do that before we did the leaf removals or the, did the light install. So, um, it's been a it's been a good transition for us. We've learned a lot. This last you know six weeks have been pretty crazy mm-hmm. um, doing it because we only did probably thirty houses last year and we did like one hundred and forty this year, and so uh, it uh, wow. went from you know quadrupled. And so um, we're gonna after this week we're gonna sit down and go through the things that went well, things that didn't go well. Um, make that system a little bit better, write some things down while it's fresh on our mind. And then I'll go into next year. That light package will hopefully go a lot smoother. That's awesome. That's 450% growth, Tom. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say that. Congratulations. We got there. We, uh, we, got there. we, we bought, we, we purchased a, a franchise. And Don't so, discount it. I, well, I'm just that's saying, amazing. That's, I mean, you still have to have, but you still have to have the systems around it to support that volume increase, right? And, yes. um, and make sure that you're not making people grumpy because you've bit off more than you can chew. So if yes. you've pulled it off at this week and you're still spending time to be here on Fight Club. Is we took over, you know, we took over this and that's what we didn't want to do is like disappoint the you know, customers who are used to a certain level of service and a certain, you know, um, the, the good thing we kind of got luckily in is our operations manager, Bobby on turf. He had done these same customers' lights from a different company that he worked for before us, so it kind of worked out. When he was calling them, he already knew them, and so there was a little easier transition. He already knew some of the houses, some of the commercial properties, and so that's been real smooth as far as um, some of these difficult ones. We had to get you know 100 foot lifts, um, uh, you know, to do the big commercial properties and stuff. So um, he was familiar with all the properties, so that, that helped a lot as well. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, um, we, we charge per linear foot for gutter cleaning in my business, and we've figured out a way to convert that to square footage. So I'm hoping for you next year that maybe if that's what you're used to for quoting lawn care, you can find a way to do it for, for Christmas lights to make it easier. And then we charge based on the pitch of the roof and 
access and then we do all of our add-ons. So it's not exactly the same industry, but I think you're gonna be able to translate the geniusness that has happened in lawn care over to your Christmas light business for next year. And um, you're doing a great job. And uh, if, if you're sitting there and you're like, it's slowing down for winter, what could I do? Take, take a piece of advice from Tom, look around your market and find a way to keep your good staff busy and to stop looking at those very depressing financial reports when you know that it's winter and you're just waiting for spring to come. So thank you, Tom, for sharing and being so <laughs> candid and helpful. I'm gonna pass you to Martha, who I know's brain was uh -oh. just exploding with the automation. No, I'm sorry, Michelle. Michelle's brain was exploding with the automations and um, all this delegation. Michelle is the queen of telling me, Megan, you're painting yourself a no corner or telling yeah. Fight Club, hey, let's automate this, guys. Come on, let's not do this twice. So. That's good, that's good. Hey, Tom, how are you? Nice to see you. Um, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you're a service autopilot user and talk to me about running all the different types of services through service autopilot. I'm assuming that you do lawn care, weed control, sprinkler, pest control, leaf, and mosquito all in service autopilot. Do you do Christmas lights in service autopilot too, or is that a different platform? Yes, we, we run everything. Wow. When we bought it, they, they actually wanted us to use their um, light bright or something software. And okay. at the time we were like, uh, it was um, July or something when we bought it, it as uh, it was way too, I didn't want to run two softwares, two accountings. And uh, the guys are all, you know, service autopilot, all the, the jobs and everything on the guys' um, phones. And so all the jobs get dispatched on their phones and service calls and stuff. So I didn't want to switch. And um, we just made it work through service autopilot on the Christmas side. Cool, cool. Were you able to send out like emails to your existing list and say, hey, we're adding, we're adding Christmas lights this year. Are you interested or did you? Yeah, we did, we did, we did those emails manually or I mean, not manually like one by one, but manually as in I set it up and, and, and just did the bulk marketing, marketing through service autopilot and didn't have an automation set up yet for that. That's great though. That's huge. Cause now that you know that you can email your list, we had Carrie Knight on last week and she said, the money is in your list, right? You have relationships with people and you need to tell them what other services you're bringing, you know, to the table yeah. every year. And so that's cool that you're using that tool. I noticed on your website also you use SendGym. Tell me, are you using SendGym regularly and how are you utilizing it in your business? Yeah, we use uh, SendGym more in the uh, spring to do some direct mail marketing for every um, house that we service where we control in certain zip codes. We'll, we set up a uh, sequence of postcards to go around to the neighbors, um, the five neighbors around a house that we spray. And then that customer will get a sequence of like five to six postcards. So we, we limit the, the neighborhoods we want to build route density in. Sure. And so, because every house, it, you know, to do the sequence will cost like $3. So a, a technician will do like 20 houses in a day. So at $60 a day, there's two technicians. And so it gets expensive, but the goal is to, to build that route density in certain neighborhoods. So we limit it to which houses or which neighborhoods we want to do that marketing for the first three or four months of the year in. And then um, throughout the year, they'll get it like maybe um, we'll, we'll down that by 50% of the neighborhoods and just kind of do like a drip marketing um, to those mm -hmm. same neighbors. Um, but we spend quite a bit on Send Gym on that. Yeah. So we also use Send Gym for client relations. 
cool. How's one that? of the things um, I think it was actually one of Martha's talks is about investing in your existing client base, which she just mentioned. Um, and so instead of just focusing on, you know, new leads and stuff, we try to put a budget more and more towards um, rewarding and thanking our existing clients and even clients we mess up on. We got a cancellation. It was a it was an error on a little bit on service and a lot on communication with, uh, with us in the office of what the expectations were from the client. So he did mm-hmm. cancel service. I mean, he had a lot of services, but we are going to send him. We were, I think it's already in the in the in the mail. Uh, send Jim uh, brownies with an apology card, cool. and just said, "Hey, sorry, we didn't meet your expectations. Hopefully, you can give us another chance um, next year or you know whenever you're thinking about it. I think he's already switched services, but." We all, it costs fifteen dollars, I think, to send the brownies and the card, but it's obviously a little, little bit different. I'm sure he won't be expecting to get a gift for canceling service with this. So, but there's little little things on send Jim, as you guys know. I mean, you can send gift cards out, or um, when we do get reviews um, um, from a client, sometimes we'll send them a gift card, and sometimes we'll do a gift through send Jim. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. Now to your texting problem. Tell me what kind of phone system you have, and I'll just go over it really quickly because a lot of people have the same challenge. Um, uh, we just switched phone systems. We had Ring Central for four or five years, and okay. we just switched to a uh, phone system. Um, it's actually a guy in Service Auto Pilot, Chase Coates. I don't know if you're oh, familiar okay. with him. He's out yeah. of Utah, I believe. Mm-hmm. He has a lawn care landscape business, and then he owns a phone service. I think it's I forget the name of it actually, okay. um, <laughs> but um, it was a lot cheaper than Ring Central. It has just as many features as it does um, as Ring Central, and um, so all the uh, calls, you know, obviously they come in through our main line, and then um, emails and everything like that. When we miss a call or get a voicemail, it goes into our main email account, yeah. and then people people can text the main number and through about estimates or service issues, whatever, and um, so we need to find a way to streamline a little bit easier. Text them back. Yeah, because what I was going to say was Ring Central's desktop app gives you that ability to do back and forth texting on the main company line. So if you're interested in adding another line, sometimes I help tell customers put a texting line on your website and tell people that that's text only and you can publish that, put it out there on your media, on your invoicing and all of that. Um, but it sounds like, yeah, if it's, if it's not able to get back to the customer, that could be difficult. So I was going no, we, we, to, <laughs> we can text back, um, through the okay. phone system, but, um, most of those conversations are getting recorded into our main email account, whatever. Okay. So, um, or, you know, that's a, something we're working on. So I'm interested okay. in seeing uh, some other uh, options for that. Okay. Time to set up Maybe. a rule, a rule yeah. in your mailbox. Yeah. It's time to set yeah. up a rule box that can dump those all into one spot or set up an, an, a separate mail account. That's what we do. Um, we have a phones at pinkcollars.com and stuff goes into that email account. So we have it all in one spot. So that's also a good thing. So what other tools are you using that have really helped you be successful in 2020, whether they're technology or a texting platform? Is there anything else that you've, you've come across that's really been helpful? Um, trying to learn more on the service autopilot. They're constantly changing things. They just launched a you know new version of it, which has been, I think, a, a bad rollout for them. I think they found out. And so um, the V3, if you guys are familiar, if you have service autopilot, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a struggle for them and for the users. But 
besides that, that I want, I want to use, I've been doing it since almost the first year they uh, launched nine years ago. And I probably only use 30% of the system and the features that they have. And so I'm trying to wrap my head around the stuff that it currently does and forget about the new things that are coming or just here and focus on all the tools and the things that they have in there. Um, uh, you know, for as a reporting center, um, the marketing aspect of automations. I mean, we have a lot of automations. We don't have as many as I would like. And so um, that's something on my, on our project list for this winter, as we do get a little bit slow is in December, January, February, work on some more automation things to interact with our clients and, and uh, market to our old leads and all that good yeah. stuff. Well, I'll, I'll quote Brandon Vaughn and then I'll let you go to, to Martha. He says, as the business owner, you are only allowed to add you either automate, delegate, or delete. A-D-D. So he says that that's the acronym that all business owners should live by, the A-D-D. So it sounds like you're on track for doing that. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. I'm going to hand you over to Martha. Okay. <laughs> now you're in trouble. Be nice. <laughs> um, you're in Tulsa. If you're not too far from me. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come and find you, Martha. Yes. I remember... We met through Service Autopilot um, online. We discovered we both were in, and uh, oh, that's right, it was. It was Service <laughs> Autopilot Academy, and then uh, we met up for lunch one day. And I think I forewarned you. Okay, I'm I'm bald because I was going through chemo at the time, um, but then I remember you were like oh my gosh, how are you out of the office? And, and of course, <laughs> then it's become a running joke. He's like, she doesn't work. She's never there. You haven't know? worked in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but Tom is one, he is one of the lawn care owners that really has embraced quality driven and the culture and uh, holding people accountable. Uh, I remember when you told me the story, Tom, about one of your team leads and you told me that you had a team lead who came to you and said, hey, I'm your best guy and I deserve a raise. And you kind of I don't know if you turned your computer around or whatever, but you pulled up the employee report and quality driven. And you said, actually, no, you're not the best guy. You're down here. And I thought that was a funny story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's why I like quality driven. I was able to take the emotion out of how they're doing. And it's actually created a little bit of competition with the guys. Um, now it, it is a work in progress to get them to uh, know their score and care about it and look at the responses that the customers are giving. And so like usually at least every two weeks or so, sometimes weekly, Julie and our office manager will um, message out in Slack and um, do some kind of contest. If you know you have like 10 minutes, to let, let us know your quality driven score and the ones that um, respond or get entered into a, some kind of contest for the day, whatever. And we try to bring up their, their scores um, in quality driven. We yeah. are working on one of the things we're working on is improving our response rate. And yeah. so we're trying to like, you know, do some systems where we were calling actually people. And uh -huh. I know, um, 
I know some like yours, like you kind of demand it from your customers. And we kind of were afraid to like tell people like we expect, you know, telling a new client, you know, they just signed up. Hey, we expect you to fill this out. But it actually has helped with like some of them have appreciated the fact that we care enough to like tell them we have to. And if you don't, we're going to call you. So avoid the phone call and just fill out the one click survey. Um, so we're still working on a response rate and hopefully um, this winter and spring, we can develop a, something better that's working that we can get. I think our current response rates around 17 or 21 percent or so. So it's pretty low. I think we've gone through some peaks where it's been like as high as like 25 or 26 percent, but it's still low enough to where we don't get as good data as like some crews may only have like three responses for the week or five. And so if they have a low score, they're like, well, only five people responded out of a hundred or something or whatever it is. So we're working on that to where the data, the, the data will be legit. Like if they have low scores because you know, it's a low score. If they have a high score, it's the same. Like if you only have 10 responses for the month or 20, then it's, um, it's easy to kind of maybe get a higher score. So we're working on this response rate. I'm hopefully trying to get that response rate up to like 35 to 40% for our lawn care. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some things that help that are making a requirement of that they have to have, you know, you could even say you have to have at least 30% response rate to be eligible for such and such. And you, and of course, whatever you want them to be eligible for, it's gotta be something that they care about. Um, and, and so when they get the opportunity, they're going to mention it to the client, but you know what else also happens is that they hold whoever is doing the calling, they hold that person accountable. They're like, Hey, have you called my people? Because my response rate, I got to get my response rate up. And uh, I found that worked really well on holding our office accountable because they seriously, they would go into the office going, Hey, I need, I need my response rate up. And, um, and so this, you know, me talking about that is really not so much about quality driven, but you mentioned how you want them to know their quality score and people who aren't familiar with, you know, thinking it that way, the reason you care that they want, they know their quality score is because you want them to be responsible for their quality, not management. And uh, so when you make people self-aware and all of a sudden responsible for their own grades, then that will shift the, you know, who is going to care about it. So mm -hmm. yeah, before, before, uh, before that, when uh, I think, I don't know if you asked or something like, what's your quality driven pro or what's your quality process? And ours was at the time, well, if the customer hasn't complained or canceled, we must be doing a good job. <laughs> and which was a horrible way to think um, that because by the time they did call in, they usually were so mad or upset. And they're like, well, for four months, you guys have been doing X. And like, we had no idea. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. my favorite, I have, we have a one through five, our favorite score, my favorite score to look at is a three. And that's, uh, and ours is just, it says satisfied, but it doesn't say they're happy or they're not, they're not mad. 
And ours is my favorite is a three because those are the ones that are um, kind of like, ah, they're, you know, it was like whatever last week. Um, those are the ones that we can improve on immediately and find out like why it is. Usually it's very, something very small. It's like, yeah, everything was good except for X. And so we're able to fix the small problems before they come um, a large thing to where they cancel. Have you watched that number? Have you watched that number go from a bigger percentage to a smaller percentage? No, I haven't watched it as far as tracking that um, as well, but our client retention rate has improved um, over 2020. So that, I mean, just overall, we've, um, you know, lost fewer clients that way. And that's pretty huge for 2020. Because yes. so many people, you know, their job situation has changed and all that. So if you can say that in this year, that's pretty darn good. And I like what you're doing in that uh, he, you followed Brandon's rule of delegating <laughs> and you're really getting Jillian entrenched in the whole culture process. So, you know, when there's a class, Tom signs Jillian up. When there's <laughs> the culture first membership, he signs Jillian up. And, but that's smart because you know, that you are not going to be the ultimate person in charge of running the day-to-day -day culture. You're just not. And uh, so why should you learn all of this, but then check out, you know? So uh, it's the same when um, Carrie Knight, who was on last week, when she was offering sales training, I'm not gonna take the sales training. I'm not taking any sales calls. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I had the office manager who takes most sales calls do that. So anyway, that was smart. And uh, the last thing I would say is on your, with the response rate and the struggle on that, um, that employee report, the ranking takes into account their response rate. Like that's huge as far as the formula in the ranking. So you okay. can look at that too. Okay. So it's not just based on their score. Okay. I didn't know that. No, no. It's based on their response rate, their percent of excellence, uh, the number of jobs that they did, because we have some part-time people and, you know, it's pretty easy to have a high score when you only have a few number of jobs. Um, so yeah, all those things go, they have percentages, they have weights to go into that ranking. So pass that along to Jillian and uh, she can look at that as well and maybe run it off a ranking or something. Okay. So I keep trying to get out of the sun here. <laughs> okay. See, I was so easy on you. Yeah, you weren't too bad. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think it's time for some homework. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. All right. Well, I am going to ask you guys this week to just take a look at your estimating process. Take a look at what your percentages of your close rates. If you don't know how to find that, um, I'll go ahead and work with Megan on some number stuff to make sure I can drop a little equation on how to figure that out in the group. But figure out what that close rate is. And if you can start to move that forward and increasing that closer to maybe a 50% if you're down in the areas of like 30%. And how you can do that is looking at your estimating process. 
like Tom said, for his Christmas light business, he really has to be in person to effectively sell that service. But for his lawn care business, he can do everything virtually and still have upwards of a 50% close rate. So it's really dependent on your services, what type of business you have and what close rate you're at currently. For our marketing, or excuse me, for our power washing company, we actually do all in-person estimates and it's increased our close rate over 50%. So every industry is different. Every single estimating process for each service is different. So take that into account. I know it's a lot, but take a look at that this week and see if that's something that may need improvement. I'm gonna piggyback on you, Tay, a little bit. Um, and I'm gonna challenge you to look at your pricing matrixes. So that's something that Tom hinted at and it's something that Service Autopilot's really good at. It's also something that um, Responsive is really good at. And I meet with a lot of business owners who get stuck in the weeds of like, well, I mean, I've literally seen Christmas light companies that count every clip or they count every you know length of how many lengths of lights am I gonna need? So trying to find some streamlined processes um, for your business. So if that's by room or by square footage or by linear foot, seeing if there's a way to streamline that process to make the estimating process easier. Um, and if you already have your pricing and your estimating dialed in, then you can just skip this week's finance homework. But I, I find that it's a fundamental thing that can save you a lot of time and a lot of money um, doing these estimates, whether they're in person or online. And uh, there's a ton of money found in conversion rates. If you can convert one more client that you paid for as a lead, then that can be extra dollars in your pocket. So I'm going to encourage you and challenge you to look at your pricing and think about it a little differently, trying to streamline it this week as your finance homework. And our homework for systems is I'm going to have everybody check out SendGym. It's a great thing to add into your business. Really easy. You put the customer's address in, whether it's a customer that had a great experience or a negative one, I think reaching out to them in a really easy and systemized way um, is really important. So I'm going to throw a link in, check out SendGym. And we should have Daniel on. That reminds me. We should have Daniel Dixon on. He's awesome um, yeah. from SendGym. So I will put a link there and have you guys check it out. It's really a great platform. So, okay. You can also use SendGym for employee retention things. So you can upload your employees. They have a tag and they can go through their own sequence. And I like it because, you know, it makes it easy to do something for anniversaries, you know, six month, year, whatever. Yeah. So just FYI, um, my homework is going to be you find out a way to have your employees be accountable for their quality. Now, that can be through quality driven, but it can be through if you don't use a tool like that, then You've got to come up with a way that things are very transparent and they can at least tell you, you know, you can say, how many complaints have you had in the last two months? Um, it's hard to be transparent about the positives though that way. And you don't always want to be negative. So figure out a way that they can know their own quality score and start the shift of making your employees accountable for their own work versus you management being the one, hey, did you read the job notes? Hey, did you notice this? 
When you shift the responsibility, you don't have to do that anymore. Tom, do you want to do homework or are you just going to say that's uh, enough? Uh, nah, I'll, uh, homework, I was, I'm trying to hold myself to this. I'll give this out because I'm, I'm going to try to do it. And I know we're this is the time of year we're re revamping our employee handbook and stuff. And one of the things from several conferences ago was don't put anything in your handbook that you're not willing to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to try to do is find someone to come in and do almost like a 360 um, review with all our guys, but not for me and maybe not someone from the honest, from the office. So we can get some honest feedback of what they're liking about the company, what they don't like, some of the policies that they don't think that is, you know, good. Or instead of just trying to force some new policies down their throat and come March when we have our annual meeting is try to get some more feedback from, uh, you know, an independent or uh, a neutral party that they can trust and maybe they don't even know. And maybe I can get some different, I know we did it a few years ago and we got a lot of people to open up and in the past when we had our meetings no one asked any questions no one's complained no one did anything until the season got started and so i'm going to try to find someone to come in and kind of interview our field staff and find out some things that we may not have uncovered or don't know about them and so i'm going to try to do that over the next uh, three to four weeks you know what i probably can help you with that Okay. I'm local, but I was going to say, cause you've got Jillian in the membership and this month we're working on career ladder next month. We're working on, um, like refining all your disciplinary processes. And that is exactly why we're working on it is, is to make sure that they're livable, you know, that you can actually live with those disciplinary processes and follow them. So anyway, um, I can probably help you with that, but uh, yeah. It's good homework, it's good homework. It's good homework. Well, do we have a quote this week, Michelle? I do, I absolutely do. It is a year from now, you will wish you had started today by Karen Lamb. So I know that December is often a time of wrapping things up, finishing things out. Um, and a year from now, you'll wish you started today. So we hope that you have found some encouragement today and that you're excited about what 2021 is going to bring. I know for myself, I'm ready for 2020 to be over. So <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Wind this baby down. Yeah, let's land this plane. Let me, hold on, one get uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh oh, I bet I know. Get, uh -oh. Is there get a mozzie coming? The superstar. Try to get. Come I love it. Mozzie's <laughs> the best. Mozzie's famous. Yeah, Moz is famous. Yeah. I have, is Moz coming to Cancun? No, no, no. <laughs> this, look, I think this will be Mozzie's first uh, QDS conference that they've missed, missed, right? I don't yeah. know. I feel like oh. Mozzie's like okay. always at QDS. I need well, he got in trouble in San Diego and he jumped in the koi pond. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Moz oh, needs a name tag. Next yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, yes. thank All you, Tom. Right. That no, was really great. Tom. 
Thanks, See, it Tom. wasn't bad. It wasn't Not bad. Too bad. You did great. Yeah. Okay, thanks, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. Great and keep week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.